Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee. Got my gratitude cup this morning or grateful cup. Sit back and relax and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. This is a week that is all about creativity and purpose. Kind of like we are finally out of the shadows of the sun moving through the spleen center and the light has gotten brighter. But it is also a week this week where we have a lot of different transits happening, different aspect patterns occurring uh, and changes of planets from one sign to another. And it's the new, the inner planets that are actually changing signs. And when the inner planets change signs, it is more impactful for us as individuals, right? The outer planets changing signs kind of affect the collective Jupiter or Saturn kind of society and culture. But when it is Mars, Moon, Sun, Venus, Mercury, those planets tend to really impact us uh, as individuals. And their transits, of course, are faster. They don't stay in a sign as long. So when we do have a sign change of a planet, we can expect sort of this uh, whiplashing energy almost of uh, movement from the one energy into the next because we have a shorter period of time to take in all of the new energy, work through it, express it, learn from it, and then the planet will move on into the next sign. So sometimes it can feel a little more chaotic when the inner planets are changing signs. Good morning to everybody showing up here already this morning. Tom says it's a good astro design day. Create with purpose, porpoise or dolphins. <laughs> what I think is funny, Tom, is if we get to the end of the show and I pull that particular card, that would be hysterical. Good morning, Pam Zaruba. Hello, Teddy and Terry and Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel. It's good to have you with us and all of the rest of you out there that I can see are out there, but I don't know who you are. Thank you for joining us this morning. So we do have quite a bit to talk about today. And primarily that's because we have, like I said, a lot of different uh, planetary uh, aspects happening. We have planetary shifts and changes happening. But luckily with that ever-changing landscape of, of transits, we also have a new human design gate uh, that we are uh, entering into with the sun. But not only is it a new gate, it's a whole new center, right? Every week for since the last week in September, we have been moving through the, the gates of the spleens and the spleen center, I mean, and a lot of different fears coming up. The shadow energies were particularly strong. Now, we still have some inner planets moving through those gates, Mercury for one, and uh, he will end that this week. And Venus is just about to start moving through those gates. So we'll, we'll not be completely done with this idea of fears or of shadow energies, but we never are, right? Because any gate, even the gate that the sun has just moved into would have a shadow, right? It's up to us to express the frequency of the gates or of the energy. And the frequency flows in a wave from the highest of the high all the way down to the lowest of the low. But it's our responses and our choices about how we, you know, show up in the world that determine what end of the frequency we're at. But it doesn't mean that we aren't experiencing all those different waves of the different planets. Now, right now, as we start the day, the moon is in void. When the moon is in void, we feel like we're going nowhere fast. And it's interesting to start a Monday that way. Uh, and it doesn't change until 11.39 a.m. Pacific time. So almost, what's that, 2.39 for those of you on the East Coast before the moon will actually move into a new sign. So right now she's wandering around the sign of Leo, a sign of fun and play and all the celebrations and self-expression and the moon wandering around there means we're kind of reluctant right now to let go of the weekend and move into the work week. And literally, when the moon is in the void like this, there isn't any energy for newness right now, right? So we're just kind of wandering. It's much better time spent for meditation or for relaxation, sleeping in. <laughs> I tried to do that. That wasn't going to work on a Monday morning. Um, and, you know, taking it slow. 
So big decisions being made this morning, not a good plan. Don't do it. It's not going to be worth it because there's just no clarity in the energies at the moment. After 1139 this morning, Pacific time, you will have more clarity as then the sun, excuse me, the moon will move into the sign of Virgo, a sign of work and service and health. And it wouldn't even matter if she was moving into a, a different sign. It would just break that spell of wandering or of, of lackadaisicalness. And we would have energy again to make a move. So let's talk about what the moon means as she moves into Virgo. What is that time for us? Remember, the moon takes us to our inner core. It takes us into our intuitive self. It takes us in a, a more in, on a more introspective journey. The moon transiting Virgo is a time then when we are going to focus on all things Virgo, which means we're focusing on the details of things. Virgo sees through to the details, right? The details of our life in general, the bigger picture, uh, but also the details of something smaller like your work or a project that you're working on or anything like that. Um, it is a time for us to get organized, to become more efficient, to be practical, hands-on, down, you know, grounded down to the earth and get her done, right? It's a get her done kind of energy. But on the other side, Virgo is my per picture straightener, Tom says, that's perfect. Because Virgo sees things and then wants to perfect, right? It's a more critical sign. It is probably the most analytical sign ruled by Mercury, much like Gemini energy. Uh, but in this case, that Mercury energy is put toward focus on analyzing and picking apart things and putting things back in a new way or finding the errors or the, the, the things that don't fit. So it does give us much more discernment energy. Uh, we can be more discerning of ourselves, of our next steps, of listening to what others are saying and discerning what's true and what's not. But it can also be a time where we become much more nitpicky and, and perfectionistic and we can become more engaged with worry or stress or anxiety because the mind becomes very activated. Uh, it is a good time, though, for us to improve our health. Virgo rules the health of the body and the establishment of healthy routines and habits that support our good health uh, or support our wellness. And that might mean in any arena, our foods that we eat, drinking enough water. Uh, it might be about any of the, the supplements or drugs that we take in and whether they are right for us or not, um, purifying our environment, detoxifying our bodies and our environment, all things that are very health-oriented with Virgo energy. So that also might include... Um, <laughs> cleaning and organizing. That's, I'm, I'm laughing because yesterday I had this grand idea in my mind that I was going to uh, absolutely clean everything in my house. I, I just, I don't know, I felt like I needed to do that. I could never find the time to do it or the gumption to do it. Just doesn't, didn't want to come up because the moon was in Leo. It was much more fun to play or watch TV or listen to music, read a book than it was to work on anything. I did have to do some work, but anyway, it was much more fun to play. And that's the beauty of knowing where the moon is, because it can give us insight into why it is we might be struggling to get something done or struggling, you know, with this feeling of I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. So. Tomorrow, though, or later today and tomorrow and even into Wednesday, we have this energy of work that comes up, energy that will help us establish a healthy routine. In fact, I encourage everybody over the next couple of days to look at your routines and your habits, you know, to discover, to discern if it's correct for you or are you just doing things or just ingesting things because somebody outside of you told you it would be good for you. You get to choose, all right? Okay. Uh, also, try to balance your need for order and precision, your pers persnicketiness, your perfectionism, 
uh, with some flexibility and some compassion and, you know, kind of relaxing some of those stringent uh, routines or habits might be also uh, called for while the moon is in Virgo. All right. Now, the biggest news of the week, uh, there's double, double big news of the week. First, Wednesday, Venus is moving into Libra, out of Virgo. She's leaving the the, the nitpicky, <laughs> persnickety energy of Virgo, heading into Libra, where she is absolutely at home. It is her home domicile. It is where she is empowered to live out the highest of her expression, especially when it comes to love and romance or comes to relationship energies. So we really are kind of, I am always kind of excited when Venus becomes uh, or moves into one of the signs she rules, either Taurus or uh, Libra. In the sense of Libra, though, Libra also has a um, a connection to beauty and to aesthetics and to artistry and to creativity. So when the goddess energy moves into a sign that she rules, we become much more aware of how to beautify or how to organize things in a more beautiful way, let's say. So given that the sun and earth are hitting two of the creative signs, creative gates in our human design this week, and Venus moving into Libra, I feel like our creative energy is really high, right? Really flowing. And uh, she is empowered in Libra. So it might be, you know, where you might have been blocked on how to create something. Uh, maybe there was, you know, I, I know I just need to do something to spruce this up, but I don't know what to do, that it can become very possible this week. And of course, creativity isn't just relegated to art. It can be in creating a business and creating a project and um, finding a solution, uh, all these kinds of things. But remember, Venus is also about relationships. So there might be creative solutions to solve problems within relationships, right? The, the hands down, while Venus is transiting the sign of Libra, we are definitely more drawn to romance and to art and to socializing. Um, we're also looking to create more harmony in our world and more fairness in our relationships and in our environment. So it it seems so interesting to me that we have. I'm starting to hear. Um, different calls from different countries and different leaders to find a peaceful path to um, solving the Gaza Strip issue, to um, Israel stopping the bombing and the war uh, mongering over there. And I don't mean that in a, no judgment, right? This is just about finding a different solution, right? Now, Venus isn't quite in Libra yet. She's at the end of Virgo. So there is uh, the possibility, though, that you're going to hear more and more diplomatic solutions maybe coming up, more creative ways to solve this issue. I don't know that it would be solving the issue for the long term, perhaps. I think there's probably about another two years or so before we can find solutions in that way, shape or form. But it's a first step into that direction because now, you know, Venus moving into Libra isn't just affecting you and me, it's affecting the greater wider world. So it's a possibility that there'll be more diplomacy, more balancing in the reaction energies that have caused this problem in the first place. Um, the transit can also help us appreciate one another more. We become more, I, I call them the three C's, collaborative, collaboration, cooperation, and co-creation, right? The three C's. So Libran energy, Venus energy, sort of bringing those things out for us and giving us more grace to find the way into those energies, to use those energies in more uh, positive ways. But we should also be somewhat careful about losing ourselves in any kind of collaboration, cooperation, or co-creative effect, because Libra usually goes all in in relationships, 
right? They're all in, but they kind of lose themselves in that process, right? They have to maintain healthy boundaries, right? They have to keep things in balance. They have to balance themselves and their, their personal needs. So all of us will have to balance ourselves and our personal needs, our self-nurturing versus what we are giving to others, what we are providing as, you know, energy for others. So balance, balancing and harmony. And we want to avoid conflict if we can, but we don't want to avoid, we want to avoid conflict. And how we avoid conflict is by not reacting when we get triggered by anything, by a conversation, by somebody, you know, actions, like somebody cuts you off on the road, right? And staying out of the personal impact of it. So yes, someone might just cut you off. Don't take it personally. Don't react. Respond. Because otherwise you can get drawn into the more negative side of Venus and Libra, which is that real conflict confrontation, right? The opposite sign is Aries from Libra. So in some cases, we can draw in some of that Martian energy of aggression or assertion, and it might not do us well at all, right? So be careful. Don't get drawn into conflict, but don't go into people pleasing either. So you want to have to balance those things, right? We need to maintain our self and our boundaries as, res as well as respecting differences, other people's boundaries and their preferences and their beliefs, right? Just because somebody believes something completely different from you doesn't mean that they're wrong or that you're wrong. It is just adding to the tapestry of life here on the planet. So learning to be able to uh, live in the spirit of cooperation and collaboration and co-creation. Uh, so we have a wonderful opportunity to be heart-centered, to bring out the sweetness in our relationships and our love interests, to be more peaceful. Venus and Libra also are about peace and harmony, bringing out the, the more, uh, the, so the softer side of, of things. So, all right, well, that's Venus in Libra. Uh, the very next day, so Thursday, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. So Mercury right now is in the sign of Scorpio. And this has been bringing us into the investigative mind, into, you know, secrets and um, just diving deeper into things. But when Mercury, which is the planet of the intellect, of uh, the mind, and beliefs and all of the thinking processes that we are involved with, but also communication, how we talk, what we talk about. Uh, when Mercury moves into Sagittarius, it's a time of intellectual expansion. It is a sign, Sagittarius is a sign that is ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter is the planet that rules expansion and growth and sort of the evolution of consciousness. And so there we may find. Uh, over the next few weeks while Mercury's moving through Sagittarius, that we're more curious about things. Our curiosity may get peaked. You might all feel like Mercury has, you know, opened some kind of gateway for you to find more info on something that you might be curious about, that you're wondering about. You may also feel more optimistic, given that Jupiter is the uh, ruler here, adventurous, open-minded, maybe more so than usual. So for those of you out there who have a defined Ajna in your human design, which means that you have a defined way of thinking and of processing information and ideas and inspiration, you may suddenly find yourself open to doing things in a different way, to thinking a little bit differently. And you may also find that you're more eager to learn new things, more willing to explore, to step outside of your comfort zones right? Mercury here is in the sign of the adventurer, right? The sign of the explorer, whose arrow, the arrow of Sagittarius, aimed at the galactic center, the heart of the universe. So because we're aimed intellectually and communicatively at the heart of something, we may also become more honest and direct 
maybe more outspoken than usual, bringing up things that maybe we've treaded lightly on before, and now we suddenly bring it out. But we have to watch out for being too blunt or being tactless, right? Everything that Venus would want for you, which would be tactful, diplomatic, um, and collaborative, being possibly overwritten by Mercury's need to say it like it is in this case, in this sign in Sagittarius. We can, we might also need to bite our tongue a little bit more, right? So that we're not, that we're not just saying what's on the top of our mind or on the tip of our tongues, uh, but doing it, kind of giving us a moment to breathe in and to manage that energy. <laughs> Those words, I could just see it because, you know, sometimes, sometimes we just have to say it directly and there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being direct, but there is, you know, hurt involved if we're too blunt and tactless. That's all I'm saying. And then we also have to remember in our human designs, if you have a throat center that is open, you're designed to really wait to be called into the conversation. And it works best even for those of you who have the throat center defined, colored in, that would mean, um, if you wait to be invited to be blunt or to be direct, right? And of course, we always could say, look, what I'm going to say is going to be pretty direct. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then backing off just so that the person isn't hurt by what you have to say. So being careful with your words. Don't use them as verbal gunslinging, right? Or chopping and slicing and dicing people. Rather, Let's try to use our words to empower, to embrace differences, and to be able to see how all the pieces fit together. Now, this transit of Mercury th through Sagittarius is really helpful for us in communication. We can communicate our vision better. We can uh, hold the voice of enthusiasm. And we might also be able to more easily articulate our beliefs, our principles, and the, the concepts that we're trying to get across to people. But because Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius, there's also the potential for us to over-exaggerate, right? To say or commit ourselves to things in a way that isn't sustainable, right? That we can over-exaggerate our ability to get something done. We can over-exaggerate... Um, in our expressing our skills and being able to get something done. So we want to uh, be confident, but we don't want overconfidence. We want to avoid dogmatic holding on to our beliefs, dogmatically holding on to our beliefs, right? Dogma is all about beliefs that you hold and we often think of them as dogmas like religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs even, or you know, different religions, different beliefs, different dogmas. And a dogma means that you don't have room to take in any new information. You, you are cutting off yourself from the flow of um, the beauty of other philosophies or other beliefs. So these are things that we want to watch out for. You know, uh, fundamentalism, dogmatism, those kinds of things do not serve us. But yet it's a possibility that some people out there will be dogmatic, who will be very adamant about their, uh, their beliefs and their perspectives. They won't have the space or even the desire to hold other perspectives. But you, my friends out there, won't be like that. I'm sure of it, right? You wouldn't be here if you didn't have some open-mindedness about how the world works, because here we talk about all these different things. So avoid making promises you can't keep or over-exaggerating what you think you can accomplish. Um, avoid being overly confident. Be confident for sure. Watch your words during Mercury's transit through Sagittarius. If it's coming out and it's going to be harmful or hurtful, Try to stop it before you do it, before you say it. I can't stop you from thinking about it, but I can stop you from blurting, right? I can't help you decide, okay, wait, I'm just not going to blurt this. 
and sometimes things are better left unsaid. Is that right? It's helpful in our relationships. Okay. Uh, on top of both Venus and Mercury changing signs, we have uh, several transits that are happening today, tomorrow, Thursday, and I believe Saturday of importance. And, you know, transits are difficult for us to talk about sometimes because they're concepts that people don't always understand easily with astrology. So just bear with me as we talk about these. And if you have questions, right, I'm right here. Ask them away, right? You, If you are on Facebook, you can chat. If you are on YouTube, you can chat. If you're listening to this later in podcast format, all you have to do is reach out and email me, Janet at living-astrology.com. So when we talk about aspects, we're talking about relationships, plain and simple. We're talking about, okay, me and Terry, we are husband and wife, right? That's a relationship. When we're talking about transiting Venus in a trine to Pluto, it's a relationship between Venus and Pluto, right? So that connection word, whether it's a conjunction, an opposition, a trine, a sextile, whatever it is that I put between the names of two planets, it's just the relationship that they're in. Now, some relationships are closer than others, right? Some relationships are easier than others, right? Well, all of us have relationships that we get into with people and they're really easy. There's flow and we like being around one another. And, you know, there are other relationships where I can't wait to get away from that person, right? We're maybe, you know, we have to work together or maybe we're related or we are at dinner together or something. But, you know, we might have to struggle through some of our relationships. And the same thing is true for the planets. Sometimes they're working really well together. Other times they're not working so well together. And other times they're just kind of meh, right? Meh. We can work together or not. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so it, learning about the different aspects is an important part of understanding astrology in the, in the main, right? The big picture of it. But also each one of you in your own astrology charts have aspecting planets, right? Every one of you has um, a whole grid. Do I have an astrology chart handy here? Yes, I do. Each of you in your astrology charts have this grid. And in this grid, it tells you about how the relationship of the planets are, right? So, you know, going down the line here, if we start with the sun and we go straight down this line, every one of those little symbols tells you about how the planets are playing together. So you all have a grid like that on your charts. Now, you might not all understand what it is, but it's there nonetheless. So it means that all of us have planets that are playing in relationships with one another, sometimes in a very positive way, other times in a very challenging way. Just depends on what that aspecting planet is. And then when we add transits to the whole picture, it means that for a few days at a time to several weeks to a month or more, if it's an outer planet transit, we are accessing energy differently, right? Because there's an aspect that is showing up. Okay. Now we have a very powerful, remember, I've just talked to you about Venus and Libra, and we have a very powerful Venus right now in the latter degrees of Virgo in a trine, a smooth flow of the energies. A trine indicates that ease and grace, right? Flow, going with the flow, flowing with the go between Venus and Pluto in this case, right? Pluto at the latter degrees of Capricorn and Earth sign. Venus in the latter degrees of Virgo, also an Earth sign. So we have Earth sign energy that's prevalent. And this can bring up, this, this transit can bring up intense feelings, right? Intense relationship feelings. Venus ruling relationships, money, um, values, worth, and Pluto empowerment, but also wealth, right? So I fully expect some interesting economic news perhaps as these in these next couple of days. Uh, I don't know if maybe there are corporate reports coming out or things like that. I know that, of course, here in the U.S., 
the government is just getting, you know, whipped up into a frenzy over the date for the budget to be signed or for the extension of the budget. So lots of that kind of energies available out there. Now, this transit, though, can also sort of enhance our ability to be empowered in our relationships, in expressing our values, in our management of our finances. And uh, we, we have the opportunity to make great strides in our relationships because it's a trine, because the relationship that works nicely between these planets. It can be a time then of healing in your relationships, in your finances, or in your, um, in your life in general. It can be a time of renewal, regeneration, and rebirth themes that Pluto brings to the game. Um, and we might also be in a position to find uh, and explore new facets of ourselves or of, of our relationships. We might also have opportunities to resolve conflicts, to do these things, to, to, especially those things that have been plaguing us for a long time. That's why I have hope with Venus moving into Libra and this particular transit affecting the whole of the world, that maybe we can find solutions to some of these warring energies that are out there. So we may find that we have a chance to resolve those conflicts, any issues that have been kind of hanging out there, because we're gaining more insight and more awareness, more openness to solving. Like maybe we're losing the will to keep watching children die, right? Or people die or destruction, right? Possibility. But the transit itself can also bring us more um, financial gain. Venus and Pluto both have a hand in finances. Um, it can bring us more support from others from uh, our in our relationships and also um, a positive change in how you feel about yourself or how others see you, right? Like maybe a rise in your uh, reputation or in your status amongst people. And of course, transforming our values, transforming our self-worth, transforming from a low sense of value to a higher sense of value, low self-worth into higher self-worth, right? Venus, trining Pluto. Uh, Christine says, is there any good time in November to bring up a difficult problem with a loved one in order to resolve it? I would say any day. Right now, uh, maybe wait till Thursday. Thursday when Mercury moves into Sagittarius, but also remember to be tactful, right? And to be more diplomatic and to not be blunt to the point where you might hurt somebody's feelings. And again, always ask, is this a good time to bring up this difficult subject? I need to talk to you about something. Is this a good time? Okay. And which day is that regarding money and relationships? That's today. And likely beginning sort of yesterday, today, tomorrow, and all the way until Thursday or Wednesday, tomorrow's Tuesday, Wednesday, when Venus moves into Libra, will still be impacted by that. And you're very welcome, Christine. All right. Now, uh, transiting. So let me make sure that it, that was today. And also today we have Mercury in a trine to Neptune. Another good reason maybe not to make big decisions today, because your mind is messing around with the planet of fogginess, right? The, the planet of imagination and that type of thing. Uh, but it is a favorable aspect when Mercury trines Neptune. They are in a good relationship with one another. The flow of the mind is in sync with the flow of spirit. Neptune really representing spirit, our connection to God or our creativity or imagination, right? Intuition, the spiritual side of things. So it's a good time for us to today to, you know, maybe talk to people about our dreams, our vision, our hopes, our aspirations, um, express yourself, you know, in a way that you can even hear from what you're saying, what your own enthusiasm is, what your own dream is about something. And that in some ways can gain access to clarity for you. You could become aware more fully about how enthusiastic or not you are by how it is you're talking to somebody about something. Now, this is also a time, all of us, where we can be receiving messages from our subconscious mind, from spirit, your higher self, through dreams maybe, 
And uh, Terry had a doozy of a dream this morning, and I really wanted to take the time to sort of analyze that with him, but didn't. I wasn't all there yet. Um, through meditation, through prayer, through journaling, through synchronicities, things that happen that you're like, whoa, how those things fit together, right? So being able to receive messages in various ways. I was uh, uh, on Facebook. I rarely go to Facebook. You just have to know I just don't go there very often. But this weekend I was, I had time on my hands and I was looking at Facebook and I saw where Tam had uh, was pulled into a parking place, I think at uh, the fair that she was doing over the weekend, and a hawk landed on the hood of her car. I was like, whoa, the messenger hawk, messenger, landing on your car, that's a message, right? What does it mean? And those messages are personal, right? We There's the general meaning of hawk, and that is messenger, but what's the message? That's going to be personalized. So all of us now open to receiving these pieces of information from our higher selves, perhaps. And this transit of Mercury and Neptune can also help you connect to your spiritual side and to help you in finding the purpose of your life, which is so important because of where the sun and earth are transiting this week in human design. Uh, but let's continue here with the aspects, because later in the week, we also have another couple of uh, transits that are worth talking about. Uh, Mercury in a sextile to Pluto. So early this week, we have today even Venus in the trine to Pluto. And on Wednesday, we have the same time Venus moving into Libra. Then we also have Mercury in a sextile to Pluto. A sextile is a positive relationship right? Sextiles are 60 degree angles between the two planets. And it means that they have this sort of understanding of one another. They, they sort of speak each other's language. Um, even, even if they don't understand word for word each other there, they have some kind of common ground that they're working through. So the Mercury sextile Pluto aspect can really enhance our communication, how we perceive information coming in, and our intuition, especially Pluto, can really enhance that um, information that's coming in. It can be almost prophetic, right, that we can receive uh, that information. Uh, Tom, I don't know what kind of hawk it was. I wish, I don't know, she lives in Maine, whatever kind of hawks they have there. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so we might have deeper insights into the more complex issues that we've been dealing with, our hidden motivations, perhaps. Pluto, remember, takes us into that darker underworld space. Um, secrets coming up to the surface. We might be able to be more persuasive when we are talking to people. If we need people to get on board with something, we can be very persuasive during this period of time. We can also work to uncover valuable information that can help us persuade someone to do something, um, to uh, be more persuasive in researching or bringing more information into our research and in our investigations. It's great if you are researching a project right now. If you're in college and you have a research paper, you've got Mercury here helping you out this week. It is also a good time, though, and I don't know how often we really think about doing this, but it's a good time to explore our own subconscious mind. In the subconscious mind is our fears, our limits, our blocks, but also our motivations, the things that might be hidden from us a bit, and the psychological and the emotional aspects of our relationships, why we do the things we do, why we don't do the things we want to do, all of that. It's a great time to really seek out um, some understanding about ourselves in that way. And then finally, on Saturday, the 11th, Veterans Day, we have Mars opposing Uranus. This is a very conflict potential in that an opposition is bringing out the, the heavy on both sides, the high positives on both sides. But we have to somehow balance those energies, right? They're both vying for supremacy. And we can't have that, right? But you, I mean, it becomes unbalanced. 
So it's a balancing act that we'll all be moving through. And that can trigger sudden conflicts with other people. It can trigger accidents. It can trigger rebelliousness, right? Uranus, rebel, Mars, conflict and accidents. So we want to be able to stay grounded. We might feel very restless this weekend, very uh, impulsive. We might feel frustrated by limitations or by other people's expectations or uh, our own uh, expectations of ourselves. And that can cause us that because this is a surge of high energy moving through us. So we want to be careful. The anger that we might be feeling, the frustration that we're feeling may need and definitely needs an outlet, but a positive outlet. Right. Not one where we, you know, strike out at ourselves and become volatile, you know, inwardly. But we also don't want to put it outward and become, you know, volatile to uh, people around us. And we also don't want to take unnecessary risks this weekend. This will not be a time to do that or take impulses to be impulsive without really considering the consequences of your actions. This is a time to be very circumspect about what it is that you're doing. So try to channel your energies this weekend into positive ways, um, building something, taking a next step on a goal, uh, creating a new goal, um, find a way to release the tension and the stress, exercise perhaps, meditation, doing things can uh, help you relieve any of the stresses that come up during this period of time. And again, you may be going along in your day and everything is just fine, but suddenly something happens. And that's the key with Uranus involved. We don't expect it. And then there it is, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, other questions that people might have. I don't see any other questions. Good. I think I answered them. All right, now let's look at what is going on with our human design, because I'm really kind of excited about the idea of moving out of the spleen energy. Now, there's nothing wrong with the spleen. <laughs> it's it's where the energy of survival is. It has, you know, been uh, the, the reason why humanity has been able to, uh, to, to thrive and flourish on the planet. Right, because we have inborn within us these natural tendencies to respond, to react to fear by doing things to keep us alive. Right. But as we saw through the different weeks, that there's always this shadow energy, these fears that are misplaced, that become paralysis points rather than helpfulness. But now that we've got some of that out of the way, and hopefully you've all had something, some opportunities to work through that over the last, what, seven or eight weeks. And now we get to the point where the sun has moved up into the identity center where the gate one is waiting for us to create and to express ourselves, right? To be in the space of authentically expressing our purpose for being here. Now, sometimes this gate is called the gate of purpose, the gate one. So we, we have a gate that is very masculine in energy and young energy. So it's pushing out energy. So I don't mean masculine, like male oriented. I mean it as in it's pushing out energy and it is uh, wanting to assert itself. So we are asserting um, ourselves, initiating new ideas, perhaps new projects, but from a place of inner knowing, knowing what is right for us, what feels good to us, what feels like a calling from our soul, from inside, right? Not somebody outside of you dictating what you're doing, but from inside of you, what's welling up, what's coming up. The sun in this gate brings us a boost of energy and confidence to be able to share our uniqueness with the world, our um, authenticity. It is not a time to conform. It is not a time to um, do what other people want you to do or to compromise yourself. But trust your intuition, trust your instinct, trust your inspiration, and take action appropriately according to your type strategy and authority. And also what it is that feels good to you from the soul. So all of us may feel an urge to create this week. Um, to create something new, perhaps, or to take the next step in something that we've been creating. 
uh, whether it's a piece of art, if it's your business, if it's at work, if it's something personal, it is a time for you to take those next steps. The challenge is to stay true to yourself and to not question, keep questioning your purpose. Is this the, the right thing for me? And, you know, ad nauseum, right? Just if it feels right to you and it's something you really love, then it's a call from the soul for you to do it. And then don't let other people influence you or get into a position of judging your vision or your actions or your what you your project, what you want to do. But the gate one itself inherent in the gate is a sense of melancholy. And in 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 the emotional solar plexus, melancholy is all about the creative process. It's the part of the wave of creativity that is inwardly focused. It is about, you know, bringing up more and more of what might become the expression in the outer world. So it's melancholic as in it's quieter, right? This is not loud energy. It's possibly very quiet energy as we are aligning ourselves with our truths with our authentic self-expression, with our authentic purpose, purposes. But it can also sometimes feel like self-doubt has crept in, um, that we're doubting ourselves, we're doubting our gifts, we're doubting our purpose, we're doubting blah, 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 filled in the blanks, right? We can be very caught up in that. So we have to be willing and able to embrace self-expression, our purpose. You don't have one purpose. Right. Sometimes the gate one is hunting for purpose and will keep hunting and hunting and hunting and feeling like they've not found it because they're looking for that one thing. But your purpose is really a multitude of things. It's about how you express yourself, about how you do different things in the world. It's about how you see yourself against the backdrop of the world. Right. That's your purpose to find that authentic voice, to find that authentic expression. OK. And. It could be many and varied and it can be different on different days. Your purpose is to live in authenticity and self-expression and creativity of your kind, not my kind, but your kind. Right. Every one of us. So um, the key is to embrace that creative process and know that it has the low cycle in the melancholic part of it. And then it has the joyful expression in the higher um, part of the cycle. And as well that you're here to make a difference in the world by exerting your originality. No one can do you like you. No one can. And that's what gate one is all about. It is really about expressing the highest truth of you being the most creative you possible it's really kind of fun right i just know though that people especially people who have gate one hanging in their um human design charts me a hanging gate is one that does not go all the way across they are hunting for purpose so I just want to say to you all, if you have that gate hanging, and by the way, all of us are going to have this gate either hanging or connecting to the gate above it, gate eight, um, for the next week from today until the 11th, so all the way through Saturday, um, that you're all on the hunt for what is your true expression of you. And I can't tell you necessarily what that is. I can guide you to... Uh, show you what maybe your astrology or your human design points in the direction of, but how you do you is your job. It's your job. Nobody else can tell you how to do you, right? Okay. Now, of course, there's always a challenge and the earth presents us with the challenge. So, oh, by the way, so the gate one is the most young gate, right? So it's the most pushing out masculine energy, the energy of doing finding purpose, right? Expressing oneself, being unique. The earth, while the sun is in the gate one, is in the gate two, the most receptive, the most yin, the most feminine energy. And the gate two 
It's about allowing and being receptive to aligning with your true self. So the one and two work really well together to help us find the right thing to be expressing our creativity in, and then to also align with that in a, in a sense of being authentic to ourselves. So the, the gate two where the earth is, is actually, remember the earth is what we have to ground, what we have to be very stable in before we can really embrace the highest part of the sun. And that means with the earth here, it's about trusting in the flow of life and being open to the guidance of the universe and knowing that in the right time, in the right place, with the right people, in the right opportunity, you will have every chance to express your truth, right? Your creativity, your joy, your work, your self, right? Your expression. So it's a chance for us then at the gate too to take in this idea of surrendering to a higher power and letting go of the resistance or doubt that you have in yourself or in that this is or isn't your life purpose or will I ever find my life purpose? Because every day and every moment you are living your purpose, hopefully, by expressing you, doing what you love, being who you want to be. All right. Now, also with the earth here, we may feel a sense of clarity around that and confidence. Maybe this week is really the week where we go, oh, I am a writer. I love to do this writing stuff. Right. I really love to create art. I love to build birdhouses. And you do it <laughs> and you do it in your way, in your beautiful, creative almost unique way, unique, I was going to say almost eccentric way, but unique way. I chose the word unique. Now, we can also experience a lot of synchronicities this week, opportunities that lead us to our destinies or to the right place, right time, right people, right opportunities. Because it's receptive, all we have to do is hold space for it to and allow it to emerge, to be shown to us, right? To connect us up. So this gate has a lot of creative potential. This whole week has a ton of creative potential in allowing us to be our unique self, to use our original voices, to shine our lights in our way, right? And, and that's the thing. So many times I hear, you know, a, a lot of times, especially people before their um, Chiron return, um, they're on the hunt for purpose. They don't know really what they're here for. And sometimes we can get confused because we think we have to have some mission right? Some mission, like a Mother Teresa kind of, of mission or a, you know, like some big to do that we're here to do. <laughs> and that's kind of, that, that can falsely cause us to feel like we're never finding our purpose. Because sometimes your purpose is just to be there for the people in your family. In that moment, that was your purpose, Right. Tomorrow, your purpose might be to be there for your community or for your coworkers or colleagues. It could be different on any given day. Now, often in human design, what we can see the sun in the uh, in the black column, which is also known as the personality column, or I call it the sole purpose, right? Sole purpose column. That sun takes in about 70 percent of what it is you're here to do or who you're here to be and where your, your gifts and talents really lie, your personality, what you're here, how you're here to express yourself. But you get to choose how you're going to do that. You have free will to do this, right? So depending on what the sun is in your own personal chart, that's gonna give you clues as to how you're here to be you, right? Mine happens to sit at gate 12. It's a gate of bringing in um, transmissions from the divine, right? Communication. It's on the throat center. Communicating. It's what I do, right? Communication. So I never um, have really questioned that. 
But what I have questioned is how am I supposed to do that? Who am I supposed to be talking to? What am I supposed to be talking about? And in that way, all I had to do was follow what interested me. Right, so sometimes I'm talking about all different kinds of astrology, human design, galactic astrology, fixed stars, Mayan astrology, Pleiadian astrology, galactic, this or that. It's what I'm talking about on any given day is what interests me. What you're doing in relation to the sun in your own human design is what interests you, what fascinates you what you love, what you could do all day, even if you didn't get paid for it, all right? Taking away money, taking away the half does, what is it that I would do or say, or who would I be um, if I could do it all day long, right? Do what you love. <laughs> That's what I say, do what you love. Do what comes easiest for you. That's your purpose right? Catherine Worcester, I, I'm with you. I feel you. I have never been so stagnant in my purpose. It's pretty confusing. Um, Catherine, maybe if you could just tell me what gate the sun is at in your human design on the black column, right? The top right gate. What number is that? And um, the line that it might be in. So it's going to probably have a point, something next to it or a number an exponent type number next to it let me know what that is good morning terry it's good to see you out there terry strauss our resident medium leilani nice to see you out there jolie i'm glad you're here and uh anybody else that i missed uh asa good to have you nargas good morning to you patty hickox hello to you joan Durchy, hello and i think i got everybody else after that and um Catherine, if you don't know that, that's fine. You can always just um, send that to me and we can talk about it. In the meantime, let's pull a card or two. Good morning, Nancy Ross. Welcome to Living Astrology. And all right, just out of curiosity, I want to pull an animal card um, because we've had a talk about animals and of course the this can be an animal that is going to help guide us through the week <laughs> it's not dolphin <laughs> nope this animal is as far away from a dolphin as you can get and that animal is rhino spirit the rhinoceros overcome any obstacles Ooh, push through don't you just love the uh, symbol of the cosmic awareness on the third eye of the rhino. I love it. Okay. So, uh, so Catherine, are you telling me that you have a gate one sun in the sixth line? So meaning one and the uh, exponent is a six. I want to make sure I've got that because no wonder, right, that you're on the hunt for your purpose. It's the sun in your chart. Um, so that it's always on your mind. It's always uppermost in your mind. All right, let's read Wino. Oh, my Lord. Let's read Rhino Spirit. We always have the choice to press ahead, and Rhino Spirit's strength offers you the power to break through stubborn obstacles. This animal spirit knows there is more than one way to open a path to what you seek. When Rhino Spirit appears, you are reminded that you have a marvelous ability to overcome obstacles in multiple ways by going around them, shattering them with a force of clear, deliberate intentions, or even transforming them into clouds that drift away by refusing to allow them to limit you. Apply your Rhino Spirit with creativity and no obstacle can stand, for you have magic to make and always make a way in which, and to make an let me redo this sentence. Apply your rhino spirit with creativity and no obstacle can stand for you have magic to make and many ways in which to make it. Your power is awesome right now. Rhino spirit also wants to remind you that when an obstacle appears to prevent you from getting what you desire today, it means that something much better is coming. Keep that in mind when you consider the nature of the obstacle in front of you now. Great Spirit loves you so much and only wants the best for you. Rhino, Spirit, Rhino. All right. Breaking through obstacles, right? Um, 
but also I would say with this earth sitting at the gate to allow and receive um, information that allows you to move forward with ease and grace and with flow. Catherine, back to you. Gate one is a gate of life purpose. Finding your purpose, living your purpose in the line six, you are um, living that out as a role model right? The role model. And I don't know what, how old you are at this point in time. Maybe it's time for you, Catherine, to get a birthday reading, right? You just said your birthday is coming up on Friday the 10th. Uh, so happy birthday from all of us to all to you. Um, but it's a great time for you to check in and get a read on what is going on in your chart, but also to maybe help you reestablish your creative flow. Um, anyway, Christine, you're very welcome. Um, great animal card, isn't it? I did not expect this. I love it when the unexpected cards come up. And uh, Jolie, that's nice of you. And role model emphasis on hermit. Yeah, I'm also a hermit. 6-2. I've got the 6-2 profile. Uh, but not gate 1, gate 12. So, But anyway, if you need some help, go to my website, find a uh, the type of reading that you want to do. I'll be happy to help you. That is it for me today, guys. I will see you on Friday. And if anybody needs anything in the meantime, you know where to find me. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.